Ready for a steady stream of hot takes and searing insights on today's most talked about topics? Cool. You could listen to that when you're done here. This is the Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Make me a sandwich. Hold on tight. Things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing. Hey, welcome to the program. It is the Ron Van Dam Show. It's a pleasure being with you here today on the show of of Nine Lives. <sighs> I'm sorry. My allergies are killing me today. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm allergic to. I think it's you. I was fine until you came here. Wow. <laughs> Well, this is the Friday edition of the program, which means this should last you through the entire weekend until it's Monday again. So, and by the way, is Monday a holiday? Every other Monday has been one. What is that? What is that? Why why do I have to have a holiday when it's somebody else's birthday? I want to know that. Washington's birthday. He hasn't been around for a long time. God love him. I'm sure he did some wonderful stuff. I wasn't here, but that's what I hear in the history books. But why, why do I have to celebrate his birthday? He certainly doesn't celebrate mine. I don't even celebrate mine. So what's up with this Washington's birthday thing? Why are we celebrating birthdays? It's a national holiday today. Why isn't there school? It's Ron's birthday. Oh, okay. We've grouped all the presidents into President's Day. There are some presidents that don't belong in President's Day. Even though they were presidents, they don't belong there. I wouldn't celebrate their birthday even if they weren't presidents, so stop it. Any excuse for a school department to have a day off? Yeah, I know, they're federal holidays and all that. I think we have way too many federal holidays. There are too many holidays. What is with this holiday stuff? If you want to take a day off, take a day off. Don't you get vacation time where you work? You don't work? Well, then you're on vacation all the time. What is your problem? I think I'm just mad. I think I'm just mad because when I went to school, we didn't have holidays like this. We we had Christmas, the, the Christmas week off, and um, <clears throat> I think that was it. Uh, I guess there were some others thrown in, but I mean, other than that, we went to school every single day. Now, now kids go, they don't go to school. Uh, oh, I'm going to school today, but the day after that, it's a holiday. It's always something. It's always something. I don't know if it's the teachers unions or, or what it is, but I mean, God, kids belong in school. If I went to school, then you're going to go to school. And that's the way it is. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't know what that means. I guess I'm the goose and you're the gander. Nobody says that stuff anymore. 
What's, what was good for me should be good for you. That's if, if I went through it, you're going to go through it. You know? If people get married, you know, I don't say congratulations. I say, good. You should go through what I go through. You know? <clears throat> Why should I suffer alone? No, I'm, I don't suffer. Mm, eh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, I think we all suffer. Don't we all suffer? Even your best friend, who you're not married to, you can leave that person at any time. Well, it's a little more awkward. Uh, even if even if you say to your to your best friend, no, I don't want to be friends anymore. Um, you know that's you know that's that's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Uh, 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 I was watching this uh, television show and uh, they were speaking to this guy and they, they they were talking about breaking up with people, you know, breaking up with girlfriends, whatever, whatever, whatever. And uh, and he said, yeah, when I break up with them, I text them because I can't do it. Uh, I can't hear their voice and, and break up with them and hurt them like that. Oh, okay. So you're going to hurt him through a text message. You're going to reduce your relationship to a text message, but that doesn't hurt you. So that's how you do it. Selfish prick, right? Am I saying that right? Did I say the phrase right? I don't know. I don't know why I threw a body part into that. Why did I do that? Why do we throw body parts into comments, uh, negative comments about people? Why do we have to throw body parts into that? Why is it always a sexual body part or a sexual activity that we use to insult somebody? What does that mean? Where did that come from? Who made that up? <laughs> I mean, the F word is the act of having sex. How, how is that a, a negative thing to say to somebody? I, I don't understand that. That should be a, a compliment. Uh-uh. I don't get it. I don't understand my body parts. I don't understand that. I just don't get it. I don't I understand a lot of things. That's why I do this show, because I don't understand anything. Anyway, uh, my guest today is an interesting guest. I, I wrestled with this. I wrestled with the guest. <laughs> I wrestled with the concept of having this guest on the show today. Um, and she will be on the show, as a matter of fact, because I'm an open-minded person. I'm really not... But I say I am. I'm an open-minded person. And uh, on this show, I, I complain about social media. I, I think things were better before they had the damn thing. I think it's ruined the lives of teens and adults. It's made us obsess over looking at a tiny screen and uh, giving our opinions far too frequently. You can give your opinions to your friends, your acquaintances, whatever, but to give them to strangers 24 hours a day is obsessively weird. It's like being on a drug. It really is. And who do I blame for this? Uh, this uh, Steve Gutenberg. What? Oh, he's an actor? All right. Uh, Guten Guttenberg? What is it? Okay. Uh, you know, Facebook, man. Facebook started this whole freaking mess. And it got out of hand. You know, we, we start things that seem to be fun and pleasurable and a good idea, but we never think of the ramifications of the negativities of these wonderful ideas. And I blame Facebook for letting the cat out of the bag and then doing nothing about the cat. Uh, it's just wrong. Well, now, because of the uh, because Facebook's popularity has gone downhill just a tad, 
now they're on the defensive and they're trying to tell us how we can have a so a social media experience that's safe for everybody, especially our children. Do you know what year this is? You know, like social media has been out for quite some time now, and I didn't hear a word about this from this this uh, this this Facebook thing. I'm sorry, Meta, Meta, Meta. Uh, and it's not just Facebook, it's Instagram and some of the other uh, companies and uh, concepts that uh, Facebook has put out. All of a sudden they're concerned. Uh-huh. You know why? Because now they're having some congressional meetings and they're thinking, uh, maybe, uh, maybe we should have kind of protected people against the evils of this thing. Well, you can't protect uh, protect or protect uh, the people from the evils. You just have to be aware of them and constantly keep on top of it. And, and Facebook did not do that. And and Congress, they don't even understand what social media is. They're not even sure. They have cell phones and they answer them, "Hello, hello, hello." They they don't understand it. They don't. And I don't understand. I don't even I don't get it. I don't want to be latched on to technology in that sense. And the same is happening with AI, artificial intelligence. I talk about this all the time. Well, some wonderful things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Look, uh, AI in manufacturing and in business and uh, it's, uh, and in uh, uh, medical technology and, and, and all this. It's, it's uh, saving time and making things more efficient. And, 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 and or it's, AI is creating jobs. That I quite don't understand. How does using a robot uh, make a job for a human? There are some jobs to create uh, the the, uh, the the AI thing, but far less than actually having the AI replace the job of human beings. <sighs> so, I mean, that's another thing. That's been unleashed. It's all over. And there are no restrictions. Nobody thought this out. And I guarantee you without question, and you know I'm right because I always am really kind of, at least in my mind I am, this is all going to backfire in your face, big time. Maybe not this generation, but the next one has got a whole lot of baggage on their hands. And it's because things are moving so fast, most of us don't even understand what it is that's moving so fast. We don't even know what it is. I know the term AI. I know what it stands for. American idiots, right? I know what it stands for, the AI, but I don't quite understand like how to do it. 3D printing. What? 3D printing. You can print guns now. Oh, okay. That's a great idea. That's a good idea. You can go ahead and do that if you'd like. you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. Look, I believe in a, a democratic state, democracy, the whole bit, you know, freedom of choice, you know, all that kind of shit. But um, here's, here's the catch to all of that. We live amongst other people. Did you ever notice that? We live amongst other people. It's not all about you. It's about our society. Whether we like it or not, we're not the only people that are involved in this thing. We're all involved in this thing. It's not just you. It's everybody. So you got to protect the rights of the other people against you. It's not just you, it's you in relation with other people. So you got to have restraints to protect the other people. And in protecting the other people, you're protecting you from the other people as well. So we need this, you know, you need some kind of stuff. 
It's not the Wild West anymore. God, it can't be. Look what happens when it is. We have shootouts in schools. Mm, good idea. <clears throat> so um, I'm not mad at the Facebook people. I simply say, okay, I'm glad you're finally, uh, you know, looking at, at uh, how your social media is affecting the world and society, and to uh, try to avoid and correct the negatives. It's a little too little too late. Too little, too late. But whatever, it's better than nothing, right? Oh, I said my favorite word there. Did you hear it? Did you catch it? I said whatever, because it is my favorite word. It's my new mantra. When I meditate, like I do, right? When I meditate, I close my eyes and I repeat to myself, whatever, and that way nothing can penetrate me. The less you care about stuff and use the mantra, whatever, the less stress you have on yourself. It only makes sense, right? Well, Ron, when you say whatever, it's like you don't care. <laughs> You're good. Take the clue. Take the clue. That's exactly what it means. I can't care about everything. I can't. I'm a human being with, you know, some great uh, attractive abilities, but I'm still just a human being, and I can only take so much. I reserve the stress for people that are close to me, they can stress me out. Actually, I have no choice because they do stress me out. I can't live alone in a box. I'm going to be affected by stuff around me. And when you have close relationships, you're going to be affected by them. Okay, fine. Uh, you know, been there, done that. But taking on the stress and the problems of the world, I don't think so. Whatever. <sighs> And it's it's not a word of excuse. It's not a word of exclusion. It's a word of protection against your brain exploding. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, my guest is going to join us uh, pretty soon, and I will be talking to the Facebook people, and they do have suggestions how to keep especially your teens from the pitfalls of social media. And Facebook is admitting outright that there are some incredibly large pitfalls that can destroy you based on their product. Thanks for admitting that. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But seriously, I mean, man, you know, oh God. <clears throat> it's up to the parents. But here's the problem with this up to the parents thing. When you have a teen that is like so involved in social media that they're just ruining their lives, they don't move, they don't work, they don't do anything, they're just embroiled in their opinions, they get angry, they get nasty, all that kind of stuff. It's up to the parent. Here's the problem with this up to the parent concept. There are a lot of parents that kind of suck at this. First of all, they don't even know what social media is. Some of them do, some of them don't. I guess they're young enough to know what it is if they have young kids that are teens. I guess you're still in that generation. You're all right. You're all right. You're okay. But um, now, you know, some parents don't involve themselves with their children. And those are the ones that run amok. And I don't know what amok, I don't know how to run in amok. I guess you got to wear boots. I don't know. It's, a, it's an expression that I don't, it's an expression I use that I don't even understand what I said. That, it's that kind of thing. But most parents are not that involved with their children. Most are and most aren't. You know what I'm saying? It depends. It depends. So you can't leave it up to the parents. 
But you do have to restrict, I believe, on a uh, on a national level or on a state level. You have to restrict the the nasties of things. You just do because it's the nasties that people get really caught up in. And I don't know if you've noticed this. There are a lot of bad people in the world right now. There always were, but they've come out of the closet. It's not that they're gay. They've come out of the closet with their their nastiness. Being nasty seems to be unleashed. It's almost popular. If you don't like something, if you don't like what somebody said to you, then destroy them. That's politics. If you don't like what they said, or if they said something, oh my God, if they said something about you, then you must destroy them. What the hell is this? Is this like a gigantic, nasty video game? What is going on here? But that's the way we're working right now. The destruction of the other side, both politically and also in war. That rhetoric has got to change. Because as I said previously in my conversations with you, in my vagina monologues, I told you that there are a lot of people on this earth and um, it ain't going to work out. It ain't going to work out this way. The only way it's going to work out is if we start respecting the other person and work things out. Have a beer, whatever gets your, whatever you like. Whatever makes your day. Whatever makes you a bit more passive so that things can be discussed without uh, yelling and screaming and, and threatening destruction and actually going there. I mean, I, I, uh, I don't know. The threatening people, threatening their families and their lives if they do a certain thing. I mean, geez, how, how, wow, that's gone too far. That's gone too far. We're a nation of mafia threats. We are. And I'm not talking about the mafia. I'm talking about mafia-like threats. This is coming back. This has got to stop. It's got to stop. And the only way to stop it is for uh, you, the American person, I guess, you're here, you live here, I guess. Our show goes other places too, but I'm talking about this country uh, that I, in which I reside and am a citizen. We got to just say this is enough. I'm done. I'm done with this. Things are going to be better from this moment on. Stop your crap. I'm not taking your crap anymore. And if you give me crap, I'll vote you out of office. And if you give me crap, I won't deal with you anymore. I won't buy your product. I won't have a relationship with you. I will not communicate with you. I'm not going to threaten you. I'm not going to threaten violence. I'm not going to make your life difficult. I'm just going to say I'm not going to participate in, in you anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's the way it's supposed to work. You don't threaten people back with violence. You threaten them back with, well, then I'm not going to do you anymore. I'm not going to do you or your product or anything like that until you're nice to me. Then, then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. Or let's sit down and talk and work this out and find middle ground so that we can all be happy, not get everything that we want. This is something that Trump said recently, as you know how much I love him. And that's, that's a sarcastic statement, by the way. Trump recently said uh, about um, 
about immigration and about uh, you know not shutting down the government and all this stuff. He says, uh, you know, get everything you want or shut it down. Oh no, no, Don, Don, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Get everything you want, uh, and if not, then uh, give them, then put them through hell. No, see, no, we're not. We're not supposed to be a country of retaliation, of anger and retaliation. That's not going to work. It hasn't, and it won't, and it'll get worse. You got to, got to open up your heart, babe. I don't know where it is, but find it and open it up. In some people, the heart is an emotional, loving of embitterment. In other people, the heart is nothing but an organ that pumps blood. It can do both. It can walk and chew gum at the same time. It can pump blood and be loving at the same time. All right. Uh, we're going to talk to the Facebook people momentarily, but first we're going to take a short commercial break. So uh, don't go anywhere. I mean, uh, you do what you want, but I'm just suggesting that you don't go anywhere. Except, except to your local restaurant. Looking for a fun night out? Check out that bar near your house, now featuring live entertainment all weekend. Friday night, it's one guy and a guitar playing 90s cover tunes and original songs about his recent breakup. Catch a dose of classic rock on Saturday nights with that band fronted by that chick you knew in high school who's still pretty hot after a couple drinks. Sunday afternoons, it's three old guys and a hipster doing their very best to play jazz. And don't miss the big hot Sunday dance party with your DJ, the bartender's second wife's stepson with those weird things in his ears. It's all happening this weekend at that bar near your house. Not too far to drive, just a little too far to walk. We'll see you there. Dr. Ann Louise Lockhart joins us now. She's a board-certified pediatric psychologist. And we're talking about something that we all talk about, but not really all that much, but we should. And that's how much uh, time your teen spends online and uh, you know, facing the computer screen for, uh, for social purposes, etc. Um, you know, parents have had concerns about raising their teens all through time, probably back to the Stone Age, I don't know. Uh, but it's it's still a concern, and then comes along uh, social media, and it kind of complicates things as far as this is concerned. But you're here to help us through it, aren't you? I am. <laughs> All right. Uh, first, I guess the thing to do is to admit that there is a concern in this area and that it should be resolved. Absolutely. I think that... Teens are online, they are on social media, and many teens probably have gotten the new and latest phones and devices, and we want them to make responsible, intentional decisions, but that has to be a conversation between parents, caregivers, and their teenager. Yeah, um, the ramifications of doing nothing about this uh, and not paying attention can be quite uh, annoyingly destructive, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I, as a pediatric psychologist, I work with teenagers, and as a parent coach, I work with parents. Yeah. So I get the absolute privilege of seeing both sides of the coin, yeah. and I see how much of a difference it makes when parents talk to their teens collaboratively about their use of social media, of their phone, of their computer, 
because teens then feel like, okay, my parent cares, even though maybe mm-hmm. I feel like they're all up in my business. But they also will make better decisions because they see their parent is involved in their life. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. Um, social media can be a wonderful thing or it can be a horrific thing. That's the case with a lot of things that are introduced into, t- into the society. Um, you can't put restraints on it, uh, cause it just blossoms into what it's going to blossom in and then you have to deal with it. And we're talking about Instagram, Facebook, uh, messenger and, and all that stuff, uh, through, through meta who is actually bringing this to light because they realize that we got a product here. You can use it great or you can use it stupid. Uh, is, is that the case? Yeah, absolutely, because we we do want teens to have safe, age-appropriate experiences Mm -hmm. online, and we recognize that it can be a beast. But the thing is, there are lots of positives to social media. For example, a lot of the kids that I, the teenagers that I speak to, Mm -hmm. they stay in touch with friends that way. They've learned new skills that way. They found Mm -hmm. things that can be very beneficial, finding ways to contribute to their communities. But then if it becomes out of control and they're not allowed to look at things from a very intentional perspective, then, like you said, it can get very problematic for them. So that's why things like bullying or spending too much time Mm -hmm. online or not taking breaks can be problematic. So Meta has instilled certain tools supervision tools for parents to help their teens make more intentional decisions mm-hmm. so that when they're online, they can, um, they can do better and that it doesn't become so out of control. Yeah, uh, it, it's true. I mean, adults have the same problem when it comes to shopping online. I mean, I know many people that, uh, oh my God, like you're spending your money and uh, oh my God, stop it. Um, you, you, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I think, I think it's, a, it's a test of society's discipline and addiction uh, problems because if you don't if you don't approach things in the proper manner it can become destructive and um, teens need that help well so do adults but we're talking about teens right now because they're not that experienced in in addictions and getting too involved in something they need the guidance um, absolutely yeah absolutely and I think that's why t- uh, parents being intentional talking to their teens yes. early, before they're online and like it becomes such a big problem looking at doing certain tools. So for example, Meta has a tool called quiet mode and for Instagram Mm -hmm. so that once it's enabled, the teen won't receive any notifications, Ah. their profile status is quiet and they don't get any DMs. Yeah. So that way it can make very intentional decisions or uh, having reminders to take a break, but the supervision tools are in place to help teens not get out of control and make it an addiction, like you said. That's very interesting that you say that because the notifications are the things that pull you back in even when you're not in it. And that's very important unless, again, you can handle that and and have some discipline. Very good. Mm-hmm. And really, as a therapist, a psychologist to teens, that is the number one thing I hear from them. Yes. They tell me, oh, I get so off track when I'm doing my homework or when I'm supposed to be doing something that I'm actually supposed to be doing. And then I get a notification. And then next thing I know, it's two hours later. And I'm like, where has my time gone? Yeah. So those specific tools that Meta has instilled really make a big difference. And And what they have found is the features do work because... In 44% of the people who use, like, take a break reminder, for example, they will respect it and they will take a break. So these things do work. We just have to use the tools and parents have to become familiar with them 
and talking to their teams about it. So it doesn't feel like they're in trouble. Uh-huh. It feels like, no, we're just trying to instill discipline so that you can make good mm. choices. Now, well beyond social media, which actually a little bit well beyond meta as well, is is, uh, is security and being safe uh, online as a total thing you know let alone social media uh, we're we're bombarded with unsafe situations continually uh conversations that, that, that go viral when you didn't mean them to pictures etc uh being scammed i mean these are things that these teens are going to have to face as adults as well Absolutely. And I think that's why parents talking to their kids and building good skills like impulse control and reading the room and knowing when not to engage. Uh, And it's okay to delete the comment you were about to make. It's okay not to send that video. So all of those skill sets parents are building in their teens throughout that time period. And social media is no different. So because it's right there, it's so easily accessible and they're always there. Uh, it's really important to start where they're at, and I think all of those tools are really important. So whether they're using these tools for Meta and then in their everyday life, teaching yeah. teens how to make good decisions and that they can always backtrack. They can say, okay, the, what, are the, what are the consequences of making this statement? What are the consequences of sending this video? That's very important. Well, you say a lot of important things. <laughs> uh that was uh, no that was very i mean that's true for everything in life uh going from teen to young adulthood is to is to making good decisions oh my god that's the bottom line to everything and a teen doesn't have enough life experience to make those good decisions so they need help with that from the parents so parents do have to it's part of raising a child for, for anything, even if there wasn't social media. You also mentioned impulse control, which is something that a lot of people need help with to develop. And again, when you're a teen, you can develop this. When you're an adult, you're pretty much stuck with what you got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, you're now, now you're baked in it. But with a teen, you can still do some molding. Um, so right. I, guess, I guess your message is to get involved with what your teen does. Don't just leave them alone figuring, well, that's the way things are today. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's important for parents not to see online and social media and being on the computer as all bad. There yeah. are many good things mm-hmm. about it, but we can't just put them on these devices and let them run loose. We have to be collaborative and we have to be intentional and we have to model it as well for ourselves so that we shouldn't be telling them, oh, don't spend all that time online and then we're doing the same thing, right? Yes. So I, it's also important that we model it and have conversations on an ongoing basis as yeah. well too. And the other important thing is to make your kids get up off their ass every once in a while and stop living life in a chair. Adults but too. Adults too. Ron, right? That's being intentional with your team, like so that they should do chores, they should do things as well yeah. too. Yeah, mix it up, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> it. Hey, you're you're pretty good. I appreciate your conversation. Where do we go for more information? Oh, great. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, so they can go to familycenter.meta.com for more resources, insights, expert guidance, all those different things. They can also follow me on social media, Lockhart. I have lots of resources for parents of teens as well, too. Excellent. Hey, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. All right. Thank you to my guests and thank you to you. Uh, I'll be back again uh, next time a weekday rolls around with another show. But until that time arrives, I wish you peace. Peace.